Hi, One Goal community. It's Elaine Boyd, Pelotonia's Event and Volunteer Operations Coordinator. Since 2008, Pelotonia has raised over $236 million for innovative cancer research. And thanks to our partners, 100% of those funds have gone directly to research at the James at Ohio State. Together, we will see an end to cancer. To get involved in our one goal, visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org, or click on the link in the episode notes. This podcast is powered by Pelotonia. To learn more about our goal 10 cancer, visit pelotonia.org or see the link in the show notes. And she was holding up a sign and the, the sign said, thank you riders, because without your support, I would not be here today. That was the point when I knew, regardless of where I was, the first weekend in August, I will be in Columbus riding in Pelotonia. Welcome to One Goal, a storytelling podcast from Pelotonia. We're a passionate community dedicated to funding innovative cancer research. I'm your host and president of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar. Your journey with us to the finish line begins now. Pelotonia is powered by an unstoppable community, and it's through research we will see an end to cancer. We want to thank our major funding partners for making all of this possible. The American Electric Power Foundation, Bath & Body Works, Huntington, Peggy and Richard Santulli, and Victoria's Secret. When you're done experiencing this episode, we'd be honored if you would leave a review and share it with family and friends. This really helps extend the impact of this series and helps further our one goal. Thank you. And now, on to the episode. So welcome to this uh, crossover podcast. I think we'll, we'll call it a crossover collaboration, um, <laughs> possibly the world's greatest uh, trio uh, here in a bit, wow, but, uh, yeah, no high bar, high bar. Um, but super excited to have Andrew and Nick on from, uh, the post ride podcast. So, uh, we're missing Eric. He was at a kickoff event, uh, that was going really well, going a little long, but I heard he recruited like 10 or 15 riders that have never been to Pelotonia all right, and awesome. all signed up on the spot. So we're, we're happy for him. I guess we'll let it slide since he recruited yeah, some we'll, riders. We'll yeah, break. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, give give the audience uh, that's listening from the one goal side of the house, um, you know, a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, so post ride, uh, we kind of started it just as uh, just to kind of build awareness uh, for the basic cyclists. You know, there's a lot of media out there that that focuses on the people with the ten thousand dollar bike and and all the fancy stuff. But you know, we're just two basic cyclists that that love the sport and. Love to talk about it and love to share everything about it. And, you know, through a strange series of events, we've uh, kind of grown and just talking to some amazing people um, that we've come across and amazing cyclists and heard their stories. And then and eventually we, we got involved with Pelotonia last year. And um, really, it, I mean, it's it's kind of uh, grown us from like a personal aspect, but then also the uh, the cycling aspect as well. Yeah, I know one of the big things when we started the podcast was really to be an outlet for new cyclists because Andrew and I ride for different reasons, and we figure that there's plenty of other people that would benefit from the reasons that we cycle. So the best way to learn cycling is from other cyclists, and so we wanted to create an outlet for people to that were new to the cycling to 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 learn kind of the how-tos. And, and our podcast has morphed a little bit into more of a storytelling 
So every week, every episode we have, lately we've had a new guest on that's got some unique cycling story, whether it's a you know, a, a U.S. world uh, track champion or whether it's a former pro cyclist that's raced in Grand Tours. Or somebody that holds the world record for around riding their bike around the world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just different stories and different people that are just passionate about cycling the same way we are and um, just trying to inspire people to, to get on two wheels and spin the pedals. Let's talk about Pelotonia last year. I know you guys came into town and um, – Oh, Yeah hopefully had a good time so it's always fun to hear uh hear people's version of the weekend and um, well so it was andrew's first ride yeah pelotonia last year so I, i'm a little disappointed that we didn't get to pick up the rider kits in person and he got he didn't get that first rider experience where the whole tents cheering yeah. for first year rider because that was really I cool i probably wouldn't have year. handled that well i don't like well, you might have been away, overshadowed yeah. by Chris too. One of the guys that we rode with was a survivor, so he would have gotten he would have gotten a big, big, big applause. Yeah, that stood out to me a lot yeah. when I came and got my my rider kit for the first year. Was just that that welcoming experience of because I I worked for Huntington. Yeah, and that's I knew of Pelotonia because I went to OU. Uh, a ton of people went, you know, either worked for L Brands or whoever that's or a big part of Pelotonia yeah. culture and. And they've ridden in it, and I I went to OU when when Aaron Conley was there. Yeah. I knew Aaron because we worked at the rink together, so I knew what Pelotonia was, but I didn't realize how big it was until I rode the first time. And yeah, I came in, and there's green arrows on marquees and on windows <laughs> on and on everything. <laughs> on everything, I'm like, oh my, what am I getting myself into? This thing's pretty cool. And then you know, you walk in. I was it was with my just myself. There was no Huntington group, and. Oh, first year rider and the whole tent just, you know, screams and yells and applauds. I'm like, this is, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Way back in 2011, my first, first ride, I got the like survivor, first year rider, like whole hoopla. And it was like, okay, this is going to be a good weekend. Um, and it was, and so I'm still here. Now I work here. I mean, it's just it's crazy, snowballed right? into like a whole, whole thing now. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, Andrew, give us, give us the like lowdown, like Friday, Lower.com field, which was a, you know, well, yeah, new first, venue, but a fun venue. Coming, um, so I live outside of the, of Pittsburgh, and um, I'm not <laughs> great with cities at all. <laughs> he's directionally challenged when he's in a city. Yeah, and, and I got lost uh, trying to find the... He drove, a, he drove around the parking lot yeah. four times. Yeah. He missed that big blue P that's like 15 It's actually a white P. Tall. It's a white P on a blue circle. No, it was blue if you went to the right, the right entrance. Well, but whatever. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> that was pretty amazing. I mean, just kind of sitting there hearing all the stories and, and just learning about everything was, um, it, it really put things in perspective to like the fact that it's not just a bike ride it, and it's a little bit more than that. And, and I was all excited just to ride my bike for 57 miles. Um, it was advertised at 53. Yeah, oh, we don't have to no, it was advertised that. at 55. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I, I looked at the gentleman that was to my left. Who I think it was a researcher um, who was riding as well. Um, I looked at him. I was like, Does, do you have 50 miles? And he, he looks at me and he goes, yeah. And I was like, crap, I've hit, I've hit the wall. I'm done. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the opening ceremonies was uh, pretty cool. Um, food was good too, uh, and, the, and the beer was nice. Nice touch. So, what do you guys sign up for this year? What routes? Fifty-seven. Uh, currently, 50, yeah, currently fifty-seven. Okay. With, like I said, the stretch goal is going to be so tomorrow. You'll to do the double. Tomorrow you'll sign up for the double century. <laughs> yep. Nope. 
not doing it. I, I don't think I have that in me. Well, that's because you hammer. I see. I talked to everybody the whole time. Like that's that's just what I do. I, I talked I don't... to people. I met a very nice man that owned a bike shop in Cleveland, and then a few other people that had the <laughs> same type of socks as me, and uh, with a specific phrase that we can't say on a podcast because it's not family friendly. That's you right. can say the the one I have. I have the kick cancer ones. Kick cancer. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a different just, different four letter word. It is a different yeah. four letter word. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I talked to people, which is we were averaging a little bit higher pace. That's that's all. Yeah, but I, t- I talk to everybody on the ride. Like I, if I see somebody on the side of the road, I slow down. You guys are all right. You need you know, oh, yeah. mechanical water, whatever. Like, but Or people that are just passing me. Like, believe it or not, Joe, the, so the first year I rode, I, I met up with this girl. Um, in, we were downtown Columbus, and I, I kind of picked out that she was uh, – she knew what she was doing. So I was like, I'm going to hop on her wheel. And then we started talking – and we rode, I think, the first 25 miles together. She's like, all right, pro tip, don't stop at the first rest stop because everybody stops there. Yeah. She's like, you're, you know, it'll take forever. I was like, all right, we'll just, you know, so we ended up chatting for a while. Would Believe it or not, I ran into the same girl last year. No way. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, oh my God, we rode for like 25 miles two years ago. She's like, oh, yeah. I was like, I, uh, how weird is that? Like with, I mean, I know it wasn't the, 9,000 people that there usually is, but like there still was what 6,000, 7,000 riders yeah. last year. 6,000. So I'm yeah. like, what are the odds that I would actually see her again? That's wild. Yeah. That's and so wild. we rode for, you know, three or four miles last year together too. It was just funny that I, I saw her the first, the first year, rode a bunch and then ran into her again. Nick, you, you mentioned your buddy Chris and, um, you know, sort of his wife, um, going through her own battle with cancer. So give us, give us a little more about Chris and, and the story there. Chris is actually the reason Andrew and I met. So I've he and I have become very, very close friends. We we ride all the time. We probably do 2,500 miles a year together. Oh, wow. Okay. And he had put something up on Facebook, and that's Andrew purchased this cycling item off of Chris and started joining in some of our rides that we would do. And so that's he, he's the reason Andrew and I met. And um, last year before Pelotonia, his wife was uh, was not feeling well, and they, they found a mass on... I think it was on her ovary and they, they were worried about, and they ended up doing surgery. They took that off and ended up after the biopsy, finding you know, figuring out it was benign and, and they figured that she'd be okay. And the issues persisted. And after some more testing, uh, they, they determined that she had a, a lump in her left breast and, um, she was diagnosed with, with triple negative breast cancer. Yeah. And, um, I, I, Chris is a survivor himself. Um, he doesn't like to talk about it, but everybody's affected by cancer in some way or another. Sure. We know somebody. And so this year, um, because of how close to home this is hitting, obviously Michelle's at the top of our, our list of people that we're riding for this year. And she just had her surgery on uh, this past Monday. She's, she's home recovering. Things are status quo as far as I know. Um, but, but we're really using her, you know, her story to, to, to be our, our why we're doing Pelotonia this year is, is, is for Michelle. When you guys think about Pelotonia, Andrew, you did it for the first time last year, but I feel like you, you, your knowledge and uh, enthusiasm about it is, is high. Like, what, what do you think about when you think about Pelotonia? Or like when someone in P- Pittsburgh asks you like, oh, what's, what's with the arrow or what's that event you went and did in Columbus? Like, <laughs> What I'm curious, like what words come to mind? What do you immediately think of? It's hard to articulate to people because like it's so different than everything else I've ever done. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I've done a lot of like, you know, charity type events and, uh, you know, run, fun runs for like, you know, MS and uh, Michael J. Fox thing a couple years ago. And like Pelotonia is kind of unique because it's a larger than life kind of community in some ways. And there, there's more emphasis put on the survival aspect, but then also the, the research as well. And once you kind of get into it and learning the understanding of like where the actual uh, money is going that you're, you're raising and how that is actually impacting like a direct one-to-one with, with the James mm-hmm. and things like that. That's kind of the cool thing about it. And it's, it's more of a directed thing. Like it, there's, there's a much narrower focus than there is with other types of events. It's hard to explain. It's a better atmosphere too. It's not, <laughs> you don't just show up and run and like, oh, thanks for my race pack. And you're like, I'm out. It, it's more of a it, narrative than it is just a cycling event. Yeah. In, in case in point to that, I reached out to you a couple months ago yeah. to ask if there was someone at the James that, that Chris could talk to. And, and the, the doctor that reached out called him and re, one reassured him that the, the track that she was on here in Pittsburgh was exactly what she would have Michelle on if she was at the James yep. in, the, in Columbus. But to me, what, what she did that went above and beyond was she was like, here, this is my personal cell phone number. If you need anything, I'm here for you. Yep. Like, and I, it's powerful. That's not, yeah, it, it, that's not something that is overly common. But I know for me, when I talk about what Pelotonia is, I, I always have to have a story with it. And I, I know that, Joe, I told you this story last year when you were on the podcast. But my, my first year, I, I remember being blown away by the number of people on the side of the road just cheering, cowbells, you know, whatever. And at some point in the ride, it was somewhere around mile 30 or 35. There was a, a family of three generations standing on the side of the, on the street corner. And, you know, the, the little girl had her cowbell and she was just in her heyday, just enjoying the fact that people were riding and waving to her and, and, you know, her mom and dad were there. And then there was, um, her grandma was there and her grandma had that, that bright green Pelotonia Jersey, the one that I, I commented yeah, on your, yeah. your post that that's my favorite. I wear that one all the time. And she was holding up a sign and the, the sign said, thank you riders, because without your support, I would not be here today. And that was the point when I knew, regardless of where I was, the first weekend in August, I will be in Columbus riding in Pelotonia. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, just the amount of, like, it, even to me, it's just, you know, I've ridden for 11 years. I've, you know, worked here for six years. I've seen every aspect and facet of the organization and the event that you can possibly see. It always blows my mind, the people that just come out and cheer and we get questions they're like oh my gosh like do you guys like tell all of those people who we've never like communicated with any of those people before mm-hmm. they just come out they just know peloton you feel is like happening. you're in the tour de france it's crazy and there's some spots that you really do feel like you're in the tour de france and i figured uh, what well, it was some little town that we came through and uh, granville granville, yes. granville. Oh, they go crazy God. They go i was nuts. like what like i came through and it was me and one other guy, it was a guy that has a cycling shop outside of Cleveland. And we were just kind of like cruising, you know, and like taking weird banking turns and stuff. It was just fun. Like, I was like, what is going on? Why? Like, mm-hmm. this is the coolest thing ever. But Oh, and that's that's why in 20, I said, I'm going to bring people because I know if I bring people, the money will follow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because right. the experience, the experience is something that I, if you haven't done it, you can't fully appreciate what the experience is. And so I wanted to take the the hurdle for most people away and just show them the experience and and because it's it's un it's unbelievable. My wife's been like, all right, I got to do this because you you've been talking about this for four years now, and she's like, I've I've got to do it with you. Come on, Trish. I know she's not listening, but <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. Come on, Trish. Joe, I've I've got a story that I've been dying to tell you since it yeah, happened last let's, year. Let's hear it. So I, like I said, I, I talked to everybody, you know, nice. I like your jersey. If I see a Survivor jersey, I, hey, I'm so glad you're riding with us. Whatever. I just talked to everybody. And every time I see somebody on the side of the road, I make sure they're okay. And I started with my Pelotonia jersey journey, excuse me, with Huntington. And one of my former colleagues was a main reason why I do it. He was battling cancer when I was there and he was in remission. And I rode, rode for him my first year. Last year, I was texting him, and, and a couple weeks before Peloton, he said, hey, I'm back in some treatments. I'm not feeling great, but I'm still going to ride. I'm like, that's awesome, Joe. I mean, hopefully I run into you. So we're riding. We're riding with the Trailblazers and the Black Girls Do Bikes, having a, just having a ball. And at one of, the, one of the rest stops, we ended up getting separated from them, and it was just me and my buddy Steve. We were coming up. We had, I think, 10 or, 10 or 11 miles to go, and I see somebody pulled off to the side of the road. And I'm like, I look over and make sure that I can pull off to the right to just check on them. It's my buddy, Joe. No way. So I slam on the brakes because I, I was going a little faster than I should have slammed on the brakes. I'm sure I probably caused someone to almost run into me in the back. And I pulled over and I just, you know, I gave him this big bear hug. And he's telling me, you know, he's starting to feel a little drained. He's like, I know I, I, know I can do this, but he's like, I needed a breather. And I said, well, Steve and I are riding in with you. And we're, we're chatting. He's, he's a diehard Pittsburgh guy. He always has you, – you've probably seen pictures of him because he always has his terrible towel as he's crossing the finish line. <laughs> and we're just sitting there chatting, making sure he's ready to recuperate to, to get back on the bike. And as this rider passes us, they're like, you guys got to get a picture under that road sign. I'm like, what? So I look up. I swear to God, Joe, the name of the road that he stopped by and sat under was named Legend Lane. Oh yeah, I know where exactly where Legend Lane is. And I was like, "How weird is this that the year that the 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 motto is Legends Unite?" Yep, that's we, that's funny. We meet, I meet him under the Legends Lane sign, and I get to ride the last ten miles of Pelotonia twenty twenty one with him and cross the line with him. That's cool. Um, I just want to shift gears a little bit before we sort yeah. of wind this down. I want to hear about you, your guys' thoughts on. Where cycling's going recreationally, um, gravel, sort of the, you know, from, from my perspective, I think gravel's gaining a ton of popularity. Um, I think it's becoming huge. a lot of it has to do with safety and getting off the roads and away from cars. Um, Tractors don't have as much efficiency running you off the road. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they also aren't going as fast. Going it's as true. Fast. It's, it's, and you hear them, you hear them coming them. up on you. Yeah. And you can uh, pass them too. It's weird. So, but just curious, like your thoughts on um, just sort of trends and stuff in, in the sport and what you guys are seeing and what you guys think is interesting. Uh, I mean, gravel is definitely making it a, a huge change. It's specifically, I mean, Kind of for me, um, I mean, I, I I don't want to say I've hit that age, but like safety's a big factor um, these days. And I mean, with everyone being so distracted and uh, whenever they're driving and, you know, I, I think that 
that that is definitely one of the alluring things about gravel is that the safety factor, like not having to worry as much about being run off the road. And if you do, it's just whatever. It's into usually a field, you know, the fields don't hurt. Softer landing. Bad. Yeah, they don't hurt, <laughs> hurt as bad. Um, but I, I think like there, I mean, I've noticed since 2020 that a large uptick on like rails to trails and things like that. Andrew and I use this quote all the time, but, uh, you know, if you're on two wheels, you're a friend of mine. Yep. And, and the more people that are on bikes, the better. And I just, I think cycling is a great way to get people more socially involved, more active. And, and those things will make us more healthy across the board. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just general health for sure. Big push. And, and that's the one thing that, that, that I think that's really important to me. It's just the, the all aspects of health that cycling provides. And if we can create ways to welcome more people into that. I mean, I know Andrew and I differ on e-bikes. I love e-bikes. I think I don't want one. I think but, e-bikes are great. I love them. But they get people, they get more people on bikes. Yep. I'm all for more people on two wheels. Yeah, how do you guys want to wind this down? Like curious, what can I tell you? Any any burning question? I'm happy to share. I mean, we do know that it's going to be 57 miles this year, so It's going to be it's going to be 57. <laughs> I'm prepared. There will be no uh, funny business with the mileage this year. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of funny. Um, you were sort of gauging it to be done at 50. Yeah, I, was, uh, yeah. I hit 50 and I was like, oh, crap, I have nothing left in the tank. This year is going to be fun. I think um, operationally, execution-wise, this will be the best event we've ever put on. I think we're, we're really focused on a lot of the small things we can do. Um, one of the things I'm really excited about this year, we haven't really advertise this too much i don't know how we'll sort of get this out or maybe we'll just surprise people but um think about the spectator experience so so this year we're thinking about how we have shade for spectators how we have food and drinks for spectators like snacks drinks water all that stuff for spectators and how we have you know some things that can signify survivorship whether you ride, volunteer, cheer, doesn't matter. So like it, it, this really interesting dynamic sort of occurred and sort of a light bulb went off where, you know, I've ridden in almost every year. I get my survivor jersey, super proud to wear it. Um, you know, always get a lot of comments from people and, and stuff like that. But uh, there's a lot of other survivors out there. They're cheering you know, for mm -hmm. some, for some loved one. It's like, how do we bring them into the experience? And so that when the two of you are walking into the food tent and grabbing a beer after your ride and you're in line behind a guy that had just waited two hours for his granddaughter and he's got maybe a wristband that says survivor on it. Like you can look at that person and, you know, same thing you did when you, when you rode by someone is like, Hey, thanks for being here. Like super excited you're here. It's so like, how do we extend that experience into like the entire community? Um, I like that. So that's a lot of the we stuff we're focused on. Are we going to recreate the uh, the Livestrong bracelets? The Pelotonia Survivor bracelet? <sighs> I would like to. Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, we're allowed to talk about that. Okay. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like old news. I mean, I would hope so. He was at the first one. He was at the first one, yeah. Yeah, he smoked everybody. Um, people Imagine rode. That. People rode with them for, say, I, for like a uh, mile. This is my shocked face, Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
this was fun. I'm super excited for you guys to come out again, and um, we'll have to get a ride in in person. Yeah, um, I know. I know. I don't know what where the weekend falls for Andrew with uh, kids or no kids, but I, I'm at least two of us are coming out for uh, the Velvet Ice Cream ride this year. Oh, perfect! I'll be there. So we're gonna. I got to see if it fits in Andrew's schedule or not, but I know two of us are coming out for that. I'm trying to convince my wife to come out and do uh, some of the training rides with with COPC. Yeah. Because um, we, you were kind enough to introduce us to to Mike last the year. Legend and, and Mike Perry. Mike Perry. We got to ride with him uh, Friday before he showed us around New Albany and uh, gave us a loop. And um, and I, you know, I want to get her involved in Pelotonia too. So I'm like, come on, do some of the training rides with COPC. We'll have we'll have fun. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So like, yeah, we'll definitely catch up at Velvet. Um, Velvet is a. I mean, it's now like a. It's just like an institution. I mean, it's like a it's like a big ride, um, and and Mike and his crew put it on, and it's um, everybody has a ton of fun with it. It's it's one of those things like people now just expect that you yeah. know mid July Velvet Ice Cream ride is on. Yep. That's the big training ride for Pelotonia now. Yeah. Well, Joe, if any of any of your uh, riders, you know, if there's anything we can do for any of the riders that are coming coming to Pelotonia in August, you know, we're happy to answer questions or. If there's anybody that's in the Pittsburgh area, we'd be more than happy to take them on some training rides or It'd be awesome, you know, whatever. Um, like I said, we're we started the podcast because we really just wanted to be a place that new cyclists could come and fall in love with the sport the way we did, and you know, we we want to pass that on and make sure that everybody that hops on two wheels falls in love and becomes a lifelong cyclist too. I love it, love it. Well, awesome guys, good catching up and. Uh... I just look forward to. I'm, I'm excited now that you're coming coming out for Velvet, Andrew. You gotta make it happen, man. Gotta I will try to make it happen. This has been One Goal, a storytelling podcast from Pelotonia. I'm your host, cancer survivor and president of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar. Interview and production scheduling by our marketing and communications team: Gabby Blauert, John Tolbert, and Alita Smith. One Goal is carefully crafted, produced, and mastered at the studios of Wessler Media. Special thank you to all of our guests for being so willing to share their inspiring journeys for this podcast. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe so you can listen to previous episodes and receive notifications about future ones. If you want to learn more about the Pelotonia community and how you can make an impact on cancer research, see the link in the show notes or visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org.